Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Good morning, Andrew. Well, good morning, sir. As we are marching through this week, Psalm 82, taking a look at Jesus and him talking about the scriptures. That That's what I like. That's one of the things I like about this psalm is that we have not just a quote in the New Testament, but but Jesus himself talking about it, commenting on it, giving us explanation yes. of what it means. That's that unique cool. in it the is. Psalms. Yeah. And so that's that's really powerful. You so know, here pe- we are. People called Jesus teacher. They called him rabbi. Weird. Because he was bringing the word, man, bringing hmm. the scripture. He'd open up those scrolls. He taught in all of their synagogues, yeah. and people loved to listen to him. And I guess whatever he said about it would be right. I think, believe you so. Think so. I think he was the perfect teacher, the yeah. good teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that one. So we'll uh, we'll we'll look at a little more uh, some commentary or comments. I guess Jesus made on some psalms a little later on in our program today. But I'm going to start by reading Psalm 82 from the New International Version. Psalm 82 from the NIV, a Psalm of Asaph. God presides in the great assembly. He gives judgment among the gods. How long will you defend the unjust and show partiality to the wicked? Defend the cause of the weak and fatherless. Maintain the rights of the poor and oppressed. Rescue the weak and needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. They know nothing. They understand nothing. They walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I said, you are gods. You are all sons of the Most High. But you will die like men. You will fall like every other ruler. Rise up, O God. Judge the earth. For all the nations are your inheritance. God is the judge. Wow. God is the judge. He is judge over Israel and Judah. He's judge over the entire world. He is judge of all nations. And because of that, when Israel is not judging and loving their neighbor the way they are supposed to, mm-hmm. they are going to be judged, which is probably an explanation of why they have been judged. Well, I got I, we've read this out of several translations already, but it hit me again here as I'm reading. At the end, verse 8 Here is the psalmist invoking God's judgment. Rise up, O God, judge the earth. Uh, All the nations are your inheritance. And I got to tell you, the way the rest of the psalm goes, you would think that they might be asking for some mercy here. (laughs) Hey, God, please don't do that. Please don't do that. After the indictment comes from on high that the judges have not been judging right, they've been mistreating and oppressing all of those who they need to be aiding and, and making sure they get justice. And 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 there's this assurance. Hey, I called you gods, but you're going to die like every other ruler. I mean, there's an assurance that God's going to judge him for this wickedness. And then and then the psalmist says, "Come and judge. Come and do it. Come and do it." I mean, I guess there's some righteous indignation on the part of the psalmist there. Well, I think there's some righteous submission on the part of the psalmist. There's some righteous surrender. There's the righteous uh, submission and surrender where the psalmist says, God, I know Mm -hmm. that your judgment is just. Mm -hmm. And so you come do what needs to be done. I think that's one of the places that we all need to be. Even if I'm the one that's going to be judged, all right, if I deserve it, then God, bring it. Mm-hmm. Of course, I think I think the person who actually gets to that place is not going to be the one who is condemned and judged. The one who right. understands God's way is right, mm-hmm. and we're we're gonna. But I tell you what, you want to know what's the struggle about this? 
is that whether it's me or not, what about my loved ones? What about when I look yeah. at my loved ones and I know my loved ones are subject to the judgment and condemnation and yeah. wrath of God? Being able to say, the nations are yours, you're the judge. I know that you judge with equity. I know you judge with impartiality. I know that you're not going to take a bribe. And so, Lord God, come and judge. Even if it's my kids, my spouse, my mm. parents, my, my siblings, yeah. my, my loved ones, my friends. I mean, even if it's you, Andrew, if God's going to come judge, I, having the submission and the surrender that says, I know you're going to do it right, Lord, so come do it. Come do it. That's what's being said here. What a powerful thing. Did you just do one of those judgments on me? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm saying that I need to be willing to submit to God's, judgment, to God's judgment, even on you. Yeah. E- even if I'm, if I, you know, not that I have any concerns about you personally right now, Andrew. I really don't. I was. That was just illustrative. That's all that was. Is there something we need to talk about while the microphones are off? <laughs> I, I, there was a particular word I was looking for. And I'm, imprecation. Did you just imprecate me? No, no, not at all. I would never all. do that never to do. your face. <laughs> no, no, no. You com- that was just an illustration. No, I was no. actually trying to say how much I care I about you. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> May not have felt that way. But, of course, that's, again, the problem. When we think right. about judgment, we, we think about condemnation, and we're thinking, well, you don't care about people if you're right. asking. No, that's exactly right. But I do. I do. But what I understand is that God is going to do it correctly. And yeah. so whatever his judgment on you, on me, on my wife, on my kids, on my parents, on my siblings, on the members of my congregation, whatever right, judgment he's right. going to bring, it's going to be the right one. Yes. And so when God says, I'm going to judge, I'm going to judge, can I, like the psalmist, say, and I, I'm glad you brought it up. I'm glad you brought it up because it is the psalmist saying, all right, Lord, yeah. the nations are yours. Yeah. Come do it. Come do it. Come do it. Powerful. Well, as I'm looking at this psalm again, we were talking a little bit yesterday yeah. uh, on the program. We were talking about uh, Jesus giving the commentary on this psalm yeah. is such a neat thing. So it's in John 10, and I'm looking back there again, and I'm I'm noticing again uh, in John 10, verse 34, Jesus answered them and said, is it not written in your law? I said, you are gods. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the father sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said, I am the son of God. Yeah. So he said, he said, scripture can't be broken. That's what we talked about yesterday. We talked about yesterday and we made the connection yesterday. Uh, What is he calling the Psalm here that he's quoting? Well, he's calling it scripture. Yeah. Talk some about that significance. Mm -hmm. But I was reading again and I noticed actually he does not call this Psalm a Psalm, but in verse 34, he says, it is your law. Is it not written in your law? Interesting. And then he quotes a psalm, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think there's a significance there, the way we look at Scripture and um, think about that first covenant or that Old Testament. Uh, I know I was reading uh, from Luke 24 yesterday, where Jesus talks about everything that is written me in the Scriptures, and he breaks out the law, the, the prophets, prophets, and, and the, the psalms. psalms. Yeah. But here, there is this equating of the psalms with the law. And then he says, the scripture cannot be broken. And so the law is the Psalms, is the scripture, and it it, cannot be broken. So when it says written in your law, what is that telling us about the Psalms? What is Jesus telling about the Psalms there? Oh, I believe he's telling us that it is part of this law as well. Okay. Part of this law of Moses, this covenant of Moses that was God's word for this people Israel. 
So as the scribes and the Pharisees to whom Jesus is speaking go back to the Psalms, they are supposed to see it as binding, authoritative Authoritative. law. Okay. So it's not just go to the Ten Commandments. Yes. And here, oh, these these are the only things you have to worry about doing. It is not that at all. Uh, There's not a, I don't believe there's a, a break in this law that we would say, well, you know, the Ten Commandments are a law that's for all time, but then these other laws on the rest of the Pentateuch, they're something else. They they end at the cross, but the Ten Commandments are forever. Uh, I think there's some significance here to unpack about what it is that Jesus fulfills when he says he came to fulfill all the law and the prophets, what it is that is nailed to the cross because it is fulfilled when he initiates a new covenant. So is the word law in reference to whatever was before Jesus? Is, is that... Is that used in more than one way in the New Testament or in the Old Testament? Either way, the word law itself, does it always mean the same thing? What? Well, I, I'm not sure I'm following what you're asking here. Are, are there ever times when law means Ten Commandments and law means Genesis oh, through Deuteronomy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah yes, I, I think the answer is yes. I think like so many things we talk about in the Bible, let's use some context clues. But yes, law can be that label for what maybe what we call Pentateuch, okay. right? Torah, Genesis through Deuteronomy, uh, and then maybe sometimes it is talking about particular laws. What we're seeing here is that it, that can expand and be a label even then for the Psalms would okay. be included as well. And there's a few other examples of that in the New Testament also, by the way. It wouldn't just be this place. Oh, I wouldn't mind sharing... You know, another yeah, one or can two you with share you. one of those with me? Yeah, so as we continue on in John chapter 15 and verse 25, here Jesus is speaking to his disciples. It is the night of his betrayal in John chapter 15 and verse uh, 24. He said, if I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father, But this happened that the word might be fulfilled, which is written in their law. They hated me without cause. Here the law must be fulfilled. It is written in their law. But again, what he quotes here that's being fulfilled, they hated me without cause, this comes from the Psalms. This is Psalm 35, verse 19. Mm. Uh, Psalm 69, verse 4. Okay. Okay, and so, but it's labeled law here in this New Testament. Jesus says it's law. So showing the second one, and especially with this one that can come from two different Psalms, even yeah. where, where there's this repeated statement when, when um, Jesus refers... Where have you been in John 10, talking about Psalm 82? I could see someone saying, well, well, Psalm 82 is different because that's actually God speaking. So sure, that's going to be law. Mm. But now you're coming from some other Psalms, yeah. and Jesus treats that the same way. We're, start, we're seeing a, a pattern, pattern of how we deal with the Psalms in general, mm-hmm. not just, hey, we plucked out a Psalm that's an exception to yeah. this. Uh, I would say that pattern continues to develop a little later on in the writings of the apostles. Okay. Okay, like uh, when you go to the book of Romans in the third chapter, in Romans chapter 3, and I I think in one of our earlier conversations this week, we already looked at Romans 3 for a minute, but uh, in Romans chapter 3 and in verse number 10, uh, you know, as it is, well, yeah, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Yeah, it goes on it through, goes it goes on through on a list of songs, through a list of songs, yeah. yeah. I'm already ahead of you because, yeah, because in verse, of verse 19, 19, yeah. Yeah, now we know that whatever the law says, it also says to those who are under the law. But, but 
almost all of this. None I don't want. I don't want to be. I don't want people to necessarily stop their car. <laughs> but if you opened up your Bible there yeah. and read those ten verses, yeah. it is a collection of quotations from Psalm fourteen, Psalm fifty three, Psalm five, Psalm one hundred forty, Psalm ten, and Psalm thirty six, and Isaiah fifty nine. Which is in a there also yeah. a prophet. Yeah. yeah. So here's prophets and Psalms all being quoted, but they are called the law what the law says about those things and people being under the law. I have ne- I mean I don't know how many times I've read through that passage. I've not even thought about the fact that it quotes all these psalms and prophets and it calls it the law. It the law. what, what, what yeah. the law says. Yeah. What the law says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. So what what else do you want to say about this? <laughs> I guess the the significance that I I want to make is I I want us to appreciate uh, that when we are coming to study the scriptures, and particularly when we're thinking about, I think, questions of a new covenant and an authority, a binding authority today, uh, that we we don't draw portions or cherry pick this aspect or that aspect from the previous covenant or the old law, and we say, well, that's not the law because it wasn't written in the Pentateuch. But to understand, well, if we look at all of this body of scripture as Jesus did, as the apostles did, it is fair to call it a law. And that that is a law that was prophesying Jesus, foretelling Jesus, right, predicting Jesus, and he fulfills all of this law, including those things in the Psalms written of him as well. Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy, what, verse 1, about, about excuse me, chapter 1, about verse 7, that uh, we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully. Yes, yes. And so we want to make sure that we use the law correctly. He tells Timothy that we want to be workers who are not ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. We are not under the law. We are not saved yes. by the law. That doesn't mean we can't learn from the law, and that doesn't even mean that we don't, as we're talking about new covenant concepts, that we don't even support them from, look, here's what God demonstrated and taught mm-hmm. in history, mm-hmm. but but our authority is not the law. Yes. Our, our, our covenant, our agreement with God is not the law. It is this covenant in Jesus Christ. Which has laws, which which does have it some does. rules. I'm not denying that. And it has but laws. It's, but it's the gospel. It's the faith. It's not the law. And, and in appreciating that we appreciate that there's a new covenant and a, and a law in this faith, in this yeah. gospel, hmm. uh, it's not because that the old one was broken. It's not because scripture was ever broken. It was fulfilled. Yeah surpassed in this new covenant in Christ. Very good. good. Well, let's wrap this up today. Very good. Thanks for sharing that. Holy God, thank you so much for your old covenant with Israel, the agreement that you made with them that actually points to the covenant that we get to be under through the blood of Jesus Christ, through his death, burial, and resurrection. And Father, we pray that you would help us to use your law, use the law lawfully, that we would be workers who are unashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. May we know from Jesus how to apply this to Jesus and and, and allow it to lead us to him. God, we love you so much for Jesus, and it's through him that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. 
Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.